I'm asking you this on air because I haven't gotten a straight answer behind the scenes. Why is my heart racing? What happened to my vintage Levi bell bottoms? What happened to them? What happened to them? Okay. Um, well, listen. Um, I went to a an ABBA night. Um, it was definitely a lot of fun. I was looking pretty good. But I brought them to the dry cleaner. And Joe, they had some like black sludge on them almost. How? I don't know. There was a lot of people in that little I said to you, you can only, I said these are extremely valuable, one of a kind, vintage, cannot be replaced. the Marilyn Monroe dress. Yes. And they have black, and if Kim got black sludge on the Marilyn Monroe dress, people would have killed her. It wasn't at Abadite. It gets crazy. You know what I mean? Like when they're playing Dancing Queen, like what are you going to do? You're going to step on people's pants. Abadite was like a month ago. And then I went away. I've been trying, I want to wear my jeans. And then I went away. And like, then I have to still go back. Yeah, when will that be a priority? Tomorrow. I hope. At least I'm telling the truth. At least you're telling the truth. Good children. Hey you guys, welcome back to another episode of Good Children. The podcast where me and Andrew discuss our joint childhood in the early 2000s and all of the trauma, nostalgia, and lies that come along with it. Speaking of lies, what's today's subject, King? Lying. Right. Why Do did you I... lie? Yes. <gasps> he told the truth. Isn't that kind of crazy? I can tell you in high school, mm. I had an obsession with lying. I was lying like it was my full-time job. And it was. Yeah. I I think the moment I discovered the internet, I was like, oh, I can lie here all the time. What were you lying about on the internet? You know exactly what I was lying about on the internet. I discovered Instagram and it was game over. You were creating a life for yourself that you didn't have. I was manifesting a dream life. And look where we are now, again, doing a podcast in our living room. It's a me. It's kind of a dream. It's a dream. dream. It's a dream. Um, But yeah, I discovered Photoshop very young. Mm. I learned that trade the moment I could. Yeah. And I immediately was going to the Oscars. You know, I was posting to Instagram. People were upset about that, Joe. Like, people were like, Joe's not at the Oscars. And I was like... Were you defending me? Yeah, of course I was going to defend you. I was going to tell people that you're at the Oscars. I kind of don't believe you. No. Am I lying? I don't know. I'm actually not lying. I I would have... People asked me, like, is Joe at the Oscars? And I was like, yeah, he's in California. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, where am I going to go with this one? It's, I mean... But again, I was also... You were ready to lie. A huge liar. Yeah. A huge, huge liar. Yeah, I pretended to be at the Oscars. Mm -hmm. I pretended to be at the VMAs. I pretended to be friends with Miley Cyrus. I pretended to know Kylie Jenner. I pretended to go to um, the International New Zealand Music Festival Awards. I made that one up. That one's a stretch. (laughs) You haven't been out of the country. Okay, so like... I made that one up, and I just posted one day after after I finished high school that I was at INZMFA. And I said, see you yesterday, because I was in New Zealand. That's creative, though. Thank you. You're welcome. That I can't even believe you were posting And people that. believed it. People were like, I'm so jealous. Of I'm course. Cross. People believe sometimes anything that's on the internet, which is that's sad. Sad and a lesson here. It's a huge lesson. Don't believe everything that you see on the internet, because chances are it's not real. And I think there's a, there's it's hard for us to lie in this space because again like I'm not lying on this. I'm going to be authentic. I have no, we have no choice. And I find myself actually contradicting sometimes everything that I'm saying. Every word this. out of your mouth. <laughs> so we just give you the whole range. I'm like, okay. 
a little something for everyone. Like, yeah. Anyone who needs to hear something, you're ready to say it. It's kind of like, was the dress blue or was the dress... Was it Don't gold? Don't fucking start this millennial bullshit. This BuzzFeed bullshit. That BuzzFeed bull. Speaking of BuzzFeed and lying, mm. my entire career at BuzzFeed was a complete lie. I mean, mm. I worked there, but I, one, barely worked, and I spent that entire time... First of all, if you worked at BuzzFeed between the years of 2014 or 2020, you deserve a veteran's discount. Beyond belief. Like... Almost front of line access. Yeah. Because that was some of the craziest shit. I was there for a year and a half. Some of the craziest shit I've ever witnessed. And I have worked in some crazy places. And that one was out of control. But I spent my time there mm. taking pictures yep. of myself, having my coworkers photograph me. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of my day in the edit chamber. You know, immediately tweaking, tucking, tuning yeah. so that I fit this image that I needed to fit of, like, the BuzzFeed gay. Yeah. And it worked because that's when I got into, what was the Everliker? I was, what's Everliker? You know what Everliker is. You remember that bot I had, that robot? Oh, are you talking about when you were buying likes? I was buying likes. No, that's a whole other, we can get into buying likes okay. right now. <laughs> I was buying likes. I my parents could have taken out a second mortgage for the amount of likes I was buying. Like I was buying likes incessantly. And I was like, how the hell it was, is Joe getting these likes? That's what I'm saying about me lying, is it was obvious. Like it was I was never not like it was I blatant. wasn't fooling anyone. Mm-hmm. They saw right through me. They see right through me to quote Taylor Swift. But like I believed it. And that's the thing. People were believing it. People are gullible. You need to realize that, like people were believing that you were getting that many likes. I would post an Instagram, probably, I was like spending actual cash money on these likes. I mean, if we're learning anything throughout these episodes, like from webkins to likes, like you were spending, you were dishing out I had dough. a spending issue. A hu- a hu- it actually has tapered off though. It's tapered off because I had to pay my taxes and I lost all of my money. You wish you could have lied at that moment. Yeah, no, but I was buying likes. I was, but on top of that, Everliker was a program. It was designed, it plugged into my Instagram and it would like 1400 pictures a day through the hashtag Instagay. So my Instagram would get exposed to like 1400 people minimum a day, gay men who are using hashtag Instagay. So in a matter of like, three months, I went from like 2,000 Instagram followers and a 1,000 of those were probably fake to like 6,000 because those were like, I was ex- I was legitimately bugging the system to get followers. And that's when <sighs> things got weird for me on Instagram. What was happening with you on Instagram? I so have you like, have all this attention now from these games. Yes. And I was, what was going so on? tuned. I was, I was virtually, I was basically little Michaela, you know, like none of what I looked like was real. None of what I presented was real. But I was getting these comments that were like, let me sniff those pits. And like, I'm living at home. Like, my mom is also commenting on my Instagram. Your mom's like, Joe, time for dinner. And I'm like, like, okay. I'm getting like big feet. And I'm like, okay. That's bizarre. I was seeking approval and I was getting what I wanted. But like, mm-hmm. as I was getting it, I was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. And the craziest part is that I don't know. And I'm putting this on the record now because it might come back to bite me. I don't know what I liked for mm. those couple of months. Mm-hmm. So... In retrospect, if someone goes back into something and finds that I liked an Instagram from, like, 2017 to 2019, 
it might have been the bot. Imagine it's like um like something horrendous that I like. Oh my god, you're right. Because it was just under the hashtag instagay. Are you kind of nervous? I am you happy I'm nervous. talking about it right now, but I can't prove that. Like yeah. if that happens, I'm just gonna have to own up to it. Yeah. I'll be like, yeah, I, I actually am fucking crazy. You are crazy. Um, but honestly, like since you are talking about editing, like I do want to deep dive into Facetune. I think it does need to be discussed. I think that it needs to be addressed for everybody out there. Because if you've never used Facetune, good for you. Good for you. Good for Jill. You are the elite. I mean, yeah. it, there is an embarrassment to it. I think that, like, obviously, there's deep-rooted reasons why you're oh, editing yeah. the photos. Like, I would sit at a picture. Someone would take a picture of me. I would sit at that picture, and then, oh, honestly, like, for me talking a big game about me not being technologically savvy, I was <laughs> actually could Instagram. I could work Facetune face to the bone actually like jawline amazing but i didn't have a jawline and that's yeah. that was oh okay. i know the pictures of you that i would mm -hmm. see and i'd be like who the fuck even is this yeah a lot of the pictures were like when i was abroad or yeah. like when i was definitely like in a in a bathing suit or a tight fitted shirt like i was always like i was like i have a big chest and I need to make people feel like I don't have a big chest. And now those perky milkers. My my perky, people pay for those. Yeah. You know what I mean? Do I, you still have Facetune on your phone? No. I do. So why? I, Just for the day that you need it? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like, in case you need a quick little edit. I'm not gonna like, um, I'll admit right here in the podcast that like, I'm definitely trying to champion this movement of like, yes. body positivity and like, just post what you look like and it's so freeing. And this, is very freeing. Is. Like as we were talking about last night, like it doesn't get more authentic in terms of actual appearance than like appearing on camera for 45 minutes. Like yeah. you can't hide what you look like. But there are times when I look at a picture of myself and I'm like, this would be so much better if like, I'll like move my arm fat to like a little bit less of like noticeable yeah. moment. And it's so infrequent now, like, and the only time I really use it now is if I have, like, a crazy pimple, and I'm like, this will go away in yeah. two days, and I could just, like, zap it out. Yeah. When do you think you started lying? Do you think that, like, honestly, like, because we were lying about ourselves for so long, we just thought it was normal to lie? That's why there are so many crazy gay serial killers. Oh, my God. <laughs> Hello? Like, absolutely, yes. You grow up with the instinct to lie about who you yeah. are. And that's like some fucking Darren Chris and Versace shit. You know, yeah. it's like the creation of the mythology of who you are because you don't get to just like grow up yeah. as who you are. So it's pretty easy to start lying. Speaking of Darren Chris and Versace, Andrew Cunanan. You think I'm giving that? You've always given me that. But people have said that about me as well. When Don't Fuck With Cats came out, don't multiple people told me you really remind me of the guy in that show. Are he's he? a serial killer. He's a it, no, Joe. That was a like that was a disgusting, sick, and twisted serial killer. People were like, that people he's were, giving me you vibes. Go in on. those people's defense, that man was like creating fan profiles for himself and like yeah. photoshopping himself all over the world, like pretending he was a celebrity. One place I was notoriously lying was Club Penguin. How? I was on Club Penguin like it was fucking Match.com. I was showing you up on Club Penguin. You were trying I was catfishing. I was trying to get a Club Penguin boyfriend. So I would show up in drag. I think my name would probably be like Ashley. And I would go to the iceberg. I'd find a hot piece of penguin Joe. ass. 
I get a boyfriend. They weren't covering that on Catfish. They should have been. The best place to go on a date in Club Penguin was the, the pizza, pizza parlor. parlor. And like that is where I would go time yeah. and time and time again. You just wanted a slice and a little dice. Imagine Neve from Catfish appeared in Club Penguin, like Rock Hopper. Who among us can say they weren't in a Club Penguin relationship? Were you in a Club Penguin relationship? Joe, of course I was not in a Club Penguin relationship. And it's like, it's lying also in a sense of like, I think back to, even when my parents would be like, how was school? Good. Good. Did you do anything? No. And you're like, okay. Like, that's not necessarily a lie, but, like, that is what we were just bred to do. I have a really good lying story. Oh, my God, please. And it's to you. I don't know if you've ever heard the story. It was eighth grade. Maybe it was was ninth grade, which makes the story sadder because I was in a different high school. You... We're coming over to carve pumpkins. Do you know know the pumpkin party story? No. Oh my god. You were coming over to carve pumpkins, and at the last minute you canceled. And it was like a Friday night. Okay. And it was like me, my mom, my sister, and you were going to carve pumpkins before Halloween. You canceled. Something else was going on. I was like, I know exactly what to do. And like photoshopped a picture of like a bunch of pumpkins like a million jack-o'-lanterns and like posted all of them to my facebook and was like annual pumpkin party and like didn't tag anyone but i wanted you to think that like i had a bunch of friends that were over and like you missed it because it was actually like me my mom and my sister we joke yeah that's kind of crazy that's the kind of line i do actually remember that picture the pumpkin party and i think that i was looking at more of you like wait those are kind of like stunning (laughs) (laughs) i was like wait everyone ever popped off making those pumpkins yeah no like we had such different relationships to like um those things like i was like Kira Knightley staring out yeah. at the sea and you were like yes. that's great I was like that's amazing I was like I, think I hope he hurts my, see and my lying was more like I don't want to hurt others you didn't want to hurt others because you wanted to make sure that others people liked, liked me you. 100% yeah 100% I think that yours was you didn't really care if other people liked you I think I care I think the same exact thing yeah. but I was like the way I'll get people to like me is like by lying by presenting yeah. this like version of me you gonna talk about Royal oh my god God. Are you going to talk about Royal? Royal Hedges. Yeah. Obviously, in senior year of high school, 2013-14, I discovered Wes Anderson. And I immediately was like, this is my new personality. I was obsessed with the Royal Tenenbaums. And Lord's Royals had also coincidentally came out that same time. I hated the name Joe. This is part of the lying, the whole like identity yeah. lying thing. I hated my name. Because I thought it was such a low-brow name to have. And I was like... Because oh, everyone on Long Island is named is Joe. Every other person is Joe, yeah. And I said, oh, I know the perfect thing to do. Let me just start calling myself Royal. Let me just rebrand into Royal. Senior year of high school where I had, again, was a loser freak who sat in the last table of the cafeteria with my four friends. And I was like, I want everyone to call me Royal. I think Royal is what changed my life because Royal gave me the opportunity to kind of explore a different, like, sense of self-expression. I got my American flag tapestry. Like, Urban Outfitters was at its peak at that point. American Apparel was at its peak at that point. Mm -hmm. I had put my Hunger Games blog behind me. I was looking ahead to an aesthetic blog at this point. And I said, this is my chance to rebrand before high school, before college. 
Miley had released We Can't Stop. I was pretending to smoke weed. So there was this whole new brand of me coming yeah. coming to fruition at the end of high school. The amount of people who signed my yearbook, Dear Royal, when I, at some point in my life, Joe. potentially have children and grandchildren, and they point and say, Who's Royal? Who the fuck is Royal? And I'm going to say, Oh, my that's me. My alter ego? My alter ego in high school that I, I made everyone call me Royal. Again, I think it helped. I think it helped. It was kind of my Miley Hannah moment. It helped yeah. me step outside of who I was to become who I wanted to be. Mm. Beyonce did that with Sasha Fierce. She it's a did. manifestation technique, actually. What did you think about Royal? What was your POV on that? I was, I kind of was like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on? I actually was like, I don't know what's happening with Joe right now, but like he does want to be addressed by Royal. I don't think that you really told me to call you Royal because I wouldn't call you Royal. Yeah. I was like, who the hell do you think you are? But I kind of got your vision yeah i kind of have always appreciated your vision so i was like you know what if this is what he wants he's gonna do it regardless of my say or not so i'm gonna let him be his little royal self but we'll never be royal you sound like my mother yeah sometimes i do feel as if though i birthed you (laughs) you definitely cook me dinner every single night every single night so that definitely counts for so that's at least a little something i will say like transitioning from your lie in high school to my lie in high school i came clean about this to you maybe last week and that was me being in a pyramid scheme holy fucking shit in high school i was a part of a pyramid scheme right and i went to my father and i said dad i need your dollars no i actually i'm so sick already dollars i need for the starter kit Andrew Uh, yes I was selling in my stature in everything energy drinks (laughs) vitamins essential minerals magnustine and aloe vera Vima you know it you might have heard of it and I was supposed to hold events the only reason I wanted to be a part of this pyramid scheme is because I wanted a BMW. And if you made enough sales, you would get a BMW. Oh my gosh, I never told you this either, Joe. Like, this is kind of crazy that I did this, but I drove to a random man's house. No, no, yes. no, no, I ran, no. I drove to a random man's house and I sat in his room and he was like- His room? His literal room. And he was like, hey, come over to my house. Like, we're gonna, ch- no. we're gonna talk business. No. And we're gonna talk, and no. he had that BMW in his driveway. And it had hashtag Vima on the side. And I was like, I want that. So I went over to his house. I didn't tell Absolutely anybody. Not. Your parents? Didn't know. Andrew, you could have been dead. I know. Then it was like, okay, Andrew, like, I was also on. What, did you, what was the lie you told your parents? Oh, I probably was like, I'm going to Joe's. Continue. And I went to the man's house and then I came back. And then I was also going on, um, it wasn't Uvu. It was Skype. Skype with all of these people from around the world. And I was like, wait, they're really cool and funny and like hot and hot I just, yeah then i got to a point where i was not making any sales because i couldn't have people over my house and sell them these energy drinks so now i have probably 150 energy drinks these little vitamin shots and i was like i don't know what to do with this i don't know what to do so then i told my dad i'm so sorry that it was dollars but i can't do this anxiety is dollars yes through the roof. I had a notebook of everything. I was taking notes every single night. I was on these Skypes every single night. I was on these 
call-in calls, writing notes. You love like, to this day. You don't even know. I don't think that you know that the notes app exists. I don't. Again, like Andrew is writing handwritten. It's li- it's like living with actually my like eighty five year old Hungarian immigrant grandmother. There are handwritten notes all over this apartment, with instructions on how to use technology. Yes, I'm feeling really good. I'm feeling really free that I came out. Um, oh, about your pyramid scheme. About my pyramid scheme. Yeah, and at that point in my life, I was working towards material things. Yes, and now you've really progressed past that. Listen, I think I have progressed past that. Like, I truly, like, my clothes, they're mostly (laughs) hand-me-downs. Joe's. Probably Joe's. I bought these pants because they were on sale. I would give you an article of clothing that I wore for seven years straight Uh and didn't hear a peep about the whole time. Andrew puts it on and receives an exorbitant amount of compliments. Exorbitant. Like... Every time you'd post an Instagram, like, in a shirt I wore, I owned, the comments would be about the shirt. They'd be like, I literally love this shirt I do. You look amazing. Yes. And I'm like... And I wore it for fucking years. And I'd be like, single thanks, thing. this is my favorite shirt that yeah. I got. <laughs> That's, you definitely took the credit in that way. I think, yeah, it's from Urban. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I think it's ASOS. I don't know about you, and I can't imagine you were doing this. And I can't imagine you know this about me. Oh, jeez. The amount oh, of geez. TV shows and movies I lied about watching to fit in with everybody else. Twilight, every single movie, every single book, never read it. Breaking Bad. I went as a Breaking Bad character for Halloween. I had never watched a single episode of that show. I actually Joe. would have deep conversations with people about Breaking Bad, and I'd have to do research beforehand just in case they got too specific. You would spark note? Yeah, I would spark note it. Like, I do think that, like, it's sad that you were doing that, but, you know, my mom did tell me, she said, if someone says, you know, there's a movie out there, you just have to say, the book was better. I was always saying the book was better. You didn't even read books. Exactly. So, like, that Speaking was the biggest books, lie. Where are any of the books I've given you in my life? How do you lose? How are you so careless with those things? The Abby Jacobson memoir and Catching Fire. They're and in. They're literally in my closet. Catching Fire is in your closet right Catching now. Catching Fire, like you want fifteen bucks? I'm sorry. Like I lost Catching Fire. I read it in the seventh grade. Did like, you read it? I did read it. I didn't finish Mockingjay. Wasn't good. I did like Catching Fire. I read it at lacrosse camp. What would you say the worst situation I've ever put you in was? Okay. Was it the The Long Long Island Island Hunger Games? (laughs) Yeah. The Long Island Hunger Games were a series of IRL Hunger Games, flag football style, in the middle of the woods on Long Island, where like 12 to 24 tumblr users who liked the hunger games and andrew who was not those things participated in the physical challenge of legitimately playing the hunger games we have made it so far doing really well i remember so vividly the cornucopia was the most stressful experience of my life we, the, the whistle blew, we had to run, we had to grab our own, we had to put our backpacks in the yes. cornucopia. Yes. And it was like, people might steal your backpack and then you wouldn't have yep. your phone, you wouldn't have 
a snack. You wouldn't have water. You'd have nothing if someone took your backpack. So immediately I'm stressed out because of that. Mm -hmm. I am like, we we were strategizing. I was, again, the entire time, like, sick to my stomach. I was like, why am I here? I'm going to die. And and you did. And I did. And that is when the first time, like, I think a lie has been flipped onto me. It was like a, hey, you want to be an alliance? And I'm like... Literally, yes. Because I disappeared. Why did I disappear? I left you alone. You left me alone. And I was like, I was just like, I didn't know what to do. And I was like, yeah, I'm vulnerable and like, I need somebody. So asked me, do you want to be in alliance? And I'm like, yeah. He let it go for about five minutes and then suddenly dead. I, I was like on my own waiting to come back to Andrew. I look at my phone. And I have a text, tribute, Andrew Mascarella is dead. <laughs> what the hell was that? Like, I was like, what the fuck happened? Like, what the fuck is going on? Like, running back through the woods trying to find Andrew. Like, that has to be, like, when when Good Children becomes a TV show, the episode that is the Long Island Hunger Games I is going to be batshit It's Like, the way that we can recount that in great detail. Oh, I remember every moment. Honestly, like, transitioning from the Long Island Hunger Games to what I felt was the Hunger Games was working maintenance at the ice rink. I think that actually, if we talk about this, they're going to invoice us. I think that they <laughs> Because might. we did nothing at that job. So we were going into senior year, we were 17 years old. My dad was like, why don't you work a maintenance job? I'm like, yeah, I guess I can work maintenance. It'll build character. We were with these men, these... Jerry. Jerry. Jerry was the sweetest Italian man ever. I, to this day, do feel bad lying to Jerry. Oh, but I didn't feel that line. We lied to Jerry. We were getting like milkshakes at at eleven thirty in the morning. Yeah, they're like, "Hey, Joe, Andrew, can you guys pick the weeds?" I and I, I will say, like, I'll never forget the the worst time I lied to Jerry. You weren't there. I was driving the golf cart and I said, "Jerry, I really got to go to the bathroom." I get in that golf cart. I zoom, zoom, zoom. I go right into that ice rink. I go to the concession stand. I'll say, can I have a cookie? They had had the best cookies. They did. And there was glass windows. I sat looking through that glass window, (laughs) eating that cookie, staring at this 75-year-old Italian man picking weeds, sweating. And I was like, sorry, Jerry. I was dehydrated. Yeah. I actually realized okay. the other day I was dehydrated for all of my childhood in high school. Because you weren't drinking water. I thought I actually remember like how much it would hurt when I peed for like most of my childhood. And I remember at one point being like, I must have an STD. And uh, wait. I recently it clicked to me. I was like, oh my god, like that cleared up. You know, like my STD I had in high school cleared up. And I was like, we I just started drinking water. So oh, like that wow. entire time I would just like be so dehydrated but like it fully burned when i peed to this day and this is a reminder to drink water because to this day joe i'm dehydrated you're dehydrated i can tell i'm so dehydrated no i know and like the thing is like we're de you i think i hydrate pretty well but like i still like will be dehydrated you're not drinking water and you're drinking coffee again it's because you grew up playing sports and i grew up playing halo and i did not need to hydrate and you actually needed to to be alive who are the women that you lied about finding hot in middle school and high school to tell people that you were straight? 
Okay. You want to go through them? Yeah. We're going to do first Selena Gomez. Right. Second was Anna Sophia Robb. Anna Sophia Robb. I'm so sorry. Why were we as closeted gay boys trying to prove that we're straight by saying that we thought Anna, Anna Sophia, Sophia Robb was hot? Not that she's not. No. But that's who we're going to pick. I was like, she is beautiful a blonde <laughs> yes. bombshell and so talented and in going from anna sophia rob to chloe grace moretz oh my god i literally i would photoshop myself with chloe grace moretz yeah was someone else. she was beautiful yes. she is beautiful she is gorge and i was like oh my god i want to marry chloe grace moretz and i believed i was going to i yeah. firmly believed i would be in a relationship with chloe grace moretz yes i remember having like straight guy friends that like enjoyed webkins a little too much yeah what was that about? They weren't coming clean. You think they're still to this day like closeted? I do think so. I mean, like, I don't want to project, but I do think that like if you were dabbling in webkins, like you and you were a man, like, you just have to have let's have a conversation. Yeah, you have to suck one dick. At least one. Yeah. Webkins is a gateway drug. It to to dick and cough. Yeah. The cheeky frog, the cheeky monkey, the cheeky dog, I would say. And correct me if I'm wrong. I will. Club Penguin is for these straight boys who are somehow allies now. But that's only because they are dating the Webkins girls. Because if you were a girl playing Webkins, you were a freak. Mm -hmm. If you're a boy playing Webkins, you're gay. If you're a girl playing Neopets, you have a mental health issue. One thing I will say, Club Penguin, straight boys, or catfishing gays. And I stand by that. The Neopets, the ones that the hair grew? No, I'm thinking, what's the one, you know what I mean? No, girl, it's the one that you water and like suddenly there's moss. Chia pets? That's what it was. It's amazing. It's like talking to a Martian. I guess it's time for for a little snack yonk. I mean, you want to, come on, this is triggering. Rice Krispie Treats. Something so simple that can be so delicious. And there's a lot of variations of them. But, like, you're never going to beat her. Classic. Andrew shuffling out of my house as fast as he possibly could with a with a pocket full of Rice Krispie Treats that were stolen from my home. Because, like, the thing is, like, you had Rice Krispie Treats and I didn't have Rice Krispie Treats in my house. And I, yeah, I couldn't ask my mom, hey, mom, can you get me some Rice and Krispie Treats? And she would have, with pleasure, gotten them. With literal pleasure. But I honestly think that what you had were, like, the regular Rice Krispies and, like, the chocolate-bottomed, the oh CBBs, the chocolate-bottomed bitches. Yeah. And I was like, I need to get a few of those in this mouth immediately. So I shoved them in my pockets, not thinking that anyone was going to know, because you were, like, maybe in the playroom. I was in the playroom. And maybe your mom was, like, somewhere else. And, like, the way that I actually, like, tiptoed through the tulips to get to that pantry, swung that little door open, snap, clawed, fucking Grinch, <laughs> like the Grinch, clawed those Rice Krispie treats and shoved them in these little with pockets. With those tiny fingers. With those, those tiny sausages. Fingers. And I shoved them right in and I walked right out and I was like, no one even do. Oh, that's the rest is history. You're marked. Thanks. My parents talk about that almost, I would say, once a month. I hear that story to this day. That and the Carvel ice cream that you ate out of the garbage. I, that, now that is a fat lie. I mean, they're sweet smelling. This smells like Play-Doh. That's the thing. It's like, I'll say it. I do like Starbucks Rice Krispie Treat. You just let it flip on that tongue like... 
just like when I stole the Rice Krispie treats. They hit just the same. Does it take take you back? Uh huh. I'll say like plain Rice Krispie treats for sure, but like the sprinkled ones, ones with sprinkles. Oh or yeah. Or the chocolate drizzle. Uh huh. Game over. I think, like, the moral of this whole story is, like, let's stop lying. Let's stop lying. What has... I mean, like, I know that we're still in our process of undoing the lies that we've done in our lives. What has been, for you, the greatest relief in, like, stopping the lies? I would consider starting good children the end of a lot of lies. Yes. I think that, like, a lot... At least from, like me having conversations with my family or hearing from other people like this could not be more vulnerable yeah. I think and like people are learning a lot of things that I have kept in for so long yeah. or just like because I've been presenting myself as a way that people didn't know that was me yeah um, and it is really freeing it's really freeing for people who might see me on the apps just text me They're like just text me but again performing through a photo not oh, yeah fe- like now feeling like okay I'm letting everything out there. Yeah. I'm not the lie that my picture might say. There was so much for me, like, riding on my perceived masculinity. Yes. A lot. And, like, my speaking voice and the way I talked. And I think that when I started doing TikTok and Mm. I started doing the Abigail Williams videos, I was so sick. Yeah. At the idea that my dating prospects were going to go down. Yeah. That's what I was concerned about. Nothing else. I didn't yeah. care about judgment. I cared that people were not going to want to date me. That men were not going to want to date me. That's because so I was up. doing videos in a wig yeah. and being effeminate. And that is like a major reason that I stopped doing them at that point. Because mm-hmm. I was like, oh my god, like this is ruining this is ruining my life. Yeah. When in reality it was doing the opposite. It was yeah. actively giving me opportunities and making my life better. Yeah. But... I wasn't ready to accept that, like... No. I wasn't ready to unpack that, like, internalized homophobia and internalized misogyny and just, like, lean in. But Good Children has come to this point, especially doing it together, like, in a symbiotic way, where I just don't really give a fuck anymore. I don't care at all. As Frank Ocean's mother said, don't try to be like someone else. Don't try to be someone else. Be yourself. And know that that's good enough. And on that note, this has been another beautiful, sunny episode of Good Children. Thank you so much for tuning in. And thank you so much for subscribing, pressing the bell button, downloading, reviewing, reviewing, liking, rating five stars on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Mm. Thank you for leaving your comments. Thank you for your TikTok engagement. Thank you for your Instagram follows. Yeah, kind of crazy. And I didn't have to use Everliker this time. You didn't have to use it's Everliker. It's so crazy to have followers. This is this is exactly what I mean. The people who follow me on Instagram now, I'm like, yeah. oh, you wanted to see more of me. Yep. You don't want to see the version of me that I'm presenting here. No. And thank you to Jill Webb, who has been posing in her camera for a couple seconds now. And yeah, she wanted the recognition. And she deserves it. Yeah, thank you, Jill, so much for your producing talents and your your beauty that you bring to the space every week. Don't forget to follow us on TikTok at Good Children Pod. Don't forget to follow me on TikTok at Be Quiet Joe. Me on TikTok at Andrew underscore Musky, M-U-S-K-Y. We're on Instagram now, which I didn't want to do, but nevertheless, she persisted at Good Children Pod on Instagram at J-O-E-H-E-G-Y-E-S Hedges on Instagram. At Andrew M-U-S-C-A-R-E-L-L-A on Instagram. And at Jill M underscore web on Twitter. We're all just trying to break free. 
We're soaring, flying, we're not a star in heaven that we can't reach. If we're trying, so I'm breaking free.